Did you know that sand is just a collection of tiny rocks and crushed crustaceans? Yep, and that's the way it should be. Just the crustaceans. And the topic of today's podcast is rocks. Who are they? When did they get here? What do they want from us? Are rocks even real? Now, everyone knows my email address is giantsquidrocks at yahoo.com. And you can follow me on Twitter, too, at giantsquidrocks. And we've talked a lot about giant squids on this podcast, but we haven't talked much about rocks. That's just not fair, but hey, squid happens. So uh, I'd like to take this opportunity now to discuss the hard questions we might have about rocks. Let's face it, most of us believe that we are floating through space on a rock covered with water, or as I like to call it, rocks red. But is this belief an accurate description of our reality? Let's look at the hard science. Fact. Almost everything you use in your daily life has come out of a rock. Computer? That's mostly rocks. Automobile? That's mostly rocks. Pavement? Really rocks. Lava? Straight up rocks. Buildings? A lot of sheetrock. Guitar center? You get the picture. Fact. 100% of all rocks on Earth are found on the Earth. Just look around you. Can you see a rock? I'd bet you all the tea in the Yellow Sea that that rock is on Earth. Fact! Stonehenge was made out of rocks during, get this, the Stone Age. The time when rocks ruled the world. Did you know that most archaeotheologists believe that rocks built Stonehenge? Druid and dunk it! Fact! Rocky Road is my favorite ice cream, after my person. Get a free scoop of Rocky Road added to the next Sunday you buy at Frosty the Snow Squid's Cream and Cone of Route 1C. All you have to do is mention this podcast, the Cephala Podcast, at the counter. That's at Frosty the Snow Squid's Cream and Cone on Route 1C, open year-round. Fact. A rock is made out of crystals. Since 1880, 320,000 human babies have been named Crystal in the United States of America. And even more babies are named after other rocks and minerals, like Ruby and Peter. But don't let that confuse you. Kid Rock is not an actual rock. On the other tentacle, Squid Rock is a rock. And yes, it's named after me. Hey! Squid happens. Fact. You can put rocks in a microwave. I wouldn't recommend it, but you can do it. You just have to open the door first. Some rocks have water in them, or as I like to call it, rocks right. And they could explode the rock like a popcorn. That would be bad. But hey, squid happens. It's safer to put rocks in the toaster if you need to heat up some rocks. The Cephalo Podcast and its affiliates are not responsible for any injuries obtained by microwaving rocks. Do not microwave rocks. Fact. Rocks 
have been very useful in organizing masses of humans into standardized behavior patterns. You see, a lot of laws have been written on famous rocks, including the Two Commandments. Thou shall not do a thing, and thou shall do a thing. Well, it says here in the books that geologists have dated rocks on Earth as far back as four and a half billion years. That's a long time to be dating. You'd think they'd be married by now. Maybe they're afraid of the commitment. Jeez, I remember the last time I was on a date. It seems like four billion years ago. I was driving down to make out trench, and I picked up Melissa after the baseball game. I brought medium toast and put it in a cooler so it would stay fresh. But when we got there, Melissa said it was time to take a break from seeing each other. It was really hard not to see each other that night right then and there, because we had eyes that just kept looking at one another, unblinking. Anyway, one of my hearts broke that day. And I looked out in the trench, and in the distance, I saw a volcano spew molten rocks out of the trench. The rocks waved like the ocean waves. Mother Earth's plates shifted that day. The new rocks had come to signal a new geological era. I was paleozoic, and I was alone. Like an island made of rock, standing giant, tall, and alone above the sea. I wished at that moment that millions of years might pass in an instant and I might be turned to sand from trillions of crashing waves. Did you know that sand is just a collection of tiny rocks and crushed crustaceans? Oh yeah, you probably did. That's, that's what we used in the header clip for this episode. You're listening to the Cephala Podcast with me, your host, the giant squid, Stravaganza. Oh, what's that guitar? It's time for the game show? Okay. Today on the game show, we're playing Rock, Paper, Scissors. Now, you're already familiar with rocks, as they've been the topic of today's podcast. But did you know this fact about scissors? Scissors are made from metal. And do you know where metal comes from? Ore. What is ore? Well, it's basically a rock with some metal in it. So if you're using scissors, you're basically cutting something with a rock. Wow. Now, onto paper. Paper is made from wood. But first, we need to get the wood to the paper factory. And to do that, we need to chop down the trees. That's a job for scissors. So since we need scissors to chop down the trees to make paper, and scissors are made from rock, by the transitive property, paper is basically rocks. Now that you're familiar with the rules, let's play. One, two, three, shoot. Rock, rock, rock. Again. One, two, three, shoot! Rock, rock, rock. Uh, again. Uh, one, two, three, shoot! Rock, rock, rock. Uh oh. I think the game is broken. Uh, is there a way to send it back and get another copy? 
uh, and investigate. But for now, uh, I think that's all the demo we have for the game show. Thanks for playing. There is no winner. Did you know rocks make their own music? Go ahead. Bang two rocks together in this simple experiment. Now, if we extrapolate these results on a larger scale, we hear rock music as an earthquake, or an avalanche, or a landslide. Boy, that sounds kind of fun. A, a landslide? That's, that's like a water slide, but with rocks, right? You know who always wins in a landslide? Rocks. That's who. And you always know who wins in a water slide? I do. The giant squid stravaganza. That's right. Send all the tasty creatures and toasts down the slide. I'll be waiting in the water. And I'm hungry. Fun fact. Did you know that earthquakes are just rocks trying to act like the ocean? Everyone, including rocks, wants to feel like they're in the water. Yep, and that's the way it should be. Now, I hate to burst anyone's bubble here, but hey, squid happens. In the big ocean, we need to bust some bubbles to get the truth out of things sometimes. And there's a big controversy going on around rocks right now. See, a lot of oil companies are paying actual geologists and geophysicists to tell us that rocks do not exist. These are people who study rocks. I know it's crazy, but that's the world we live in. Here's how it works. 99% of scientists agree that rocks exist. We got that. But if you're an oil company, you could really use some scientific data that supports your business model. So maybe it's advantageous to have certain members of the scientific community publicly question the existence of rocks. They can achieve this by heavily funding scientific research through giving money to schools or professors, um, now let's be clear, this scientific research isn't really science. The conclusions of these scientists are already predetermined by the private companies who are financing the research. But hey, it's got the air of objectivity because it's being published by guys with PhDs who work at universities. Once the oil companies have the data they're looking for, They'll circulate it to the news media, who will help spread the word that despite the overwhelming evidence that rocks exist, well, hey, there's like 10 scientists who say they don't. But once the seed's been planted, the oil companies go and give a bunch of money to legislators and convince them to make policy decisions that blatantly ignore and disregard the existence of rocks. I mean, how can we really know if rocks exist when there's 10 guys who say they don't? That kind of rhetoric creates just enough inertia to make it almost impossible to implement any kind of reasonable policy aimed at cohabitation on an earth filled with rocks. And the end result is that these companies are to be permitted to continue their detrimental exploitation of the lithosphere in a Randian quest for capital. And don't even get me started on money. That's a thing for some day else. But we all know that money used to come from rocks. They used to take metals out of the rocks and turn it into money. But nowadays, money is not rocks. Money is an idea. It is a representation of a faith in an arbitrary symbol of societal relations, analogous to the old faith people once had in rocks. 
but now the oil companies have decided they might as well forget rocks ever existed in the first place. Without rocks, they get convenient access to oil. I'll tell you this, rocks are actually the only thing keeping us from drowning in oil. They're keeping it under the sea and out of the sea, and that's the way it should be. Oh, looks like it's time for this week's puzzler. This week's puzzler is, if all conscious creatures on the planet deny the existence of rocks, does that mean that rocks cease to exist? The answer is no. It's not a puzzler at all. Rocks are physical objects. Even if you want to entertain some absurd thought experiment that suggests rocks do not really exist, the reality that we see and observe is undeniable. Nearly all scientific data supports the existence of rocks. Rocks are a part of our world, and the sooner we figure out how to coexist with them, the better chance we have for long-term survival on this planet. You've got mail. All right. Well, last time I was on Treaty Bird, I asked you to send me questions you had about rocks. So, I'd like to take a moment to read a select few of these 12 emails. We had a lot of great questions, and I wish I could answer them all here, but I'm too busy for 12, so my apologies. Here are some of the questions I received about rocks. Um, Lindsay writes, Dear Giant Squid, I'm conflicted. Do you believe imprisoned rocks, parentheses, quotation, rock collections, quotation, parentheses, are suffering? Or are they glad to be safe from the elements and the risk of being stepped on? Question mark. It's so hard to tell what my rocks are thinking, so I hope you can shed some light on this issue. Well, Lindsay, first of all, my best wishes to you and your rocks. The best way to tell if a rock is suffering is to be straightforward and ask the rocks themselves. It's important to ask the rock in a manner that does not make it uncomfortable or feel any particular pressure. If you happen to be in possession of the rocks, they might not want to offend you since you have a good deal of power and privilege over them. It's best if you can find out how your rocks might be feeling by allowing them to submit their feedback, uh, say, anonymously in the form of an online survey. Um, you can do this by connecting your rocks to the internet, which is more or less a safe space for rocks. Uh, once you connect the rocks to the worldwide spider web, they might not go directly to the websites you want them to. So, uh, I'd observe their online browsing behavior and then place advertisements that will direct them to submit their information to an online rock health census database. If you advertise enough, eventually the rocks will click on it and submit their true and honest feelings. Just like if you say Coca-Cola enough, it's only a matter of time before you're swimming in a pond full of Coca-Cola. 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 Yuck! Ugh. Okay, next email. Emily Jane writes, What would you say is the most pressing issue facing rocks today? Question mark. And what can I, as a someone who is not a rock, do to help? Question mark. Well, all my listeners are displaying unprecedented compassion for rocks. I'm very impressed. I find this encouraging, since rocks are, after all, basically little baby earths hanging out on top of their mama. 
to answer your question, uh, the most pressing issue facing rocks is basically other rocks, funnily enough. Uh, rocks are often piled on top of other rocks, and this can create a great deal of pressure. When rocks are placed in environments of extreme pressure for a long enough time, they become metamorphic rock. It's estimated that over 80% of all rocks on the crust of our planet are metamorphic rocks, which means that they've been pressed real hard by other rocks for a long time. Now, if you want to alleviate this pressure, the best thing you can do is to dig up a rock. But I guess whatever rock you dig up will put pressure on another rock. Maybe what you need to do is launch a rock into space. But that's not really very plausible unless you're in the privatized space industry. I don't think there is a good way for you to help a rock. I'm sorry. So sorry. Next email. Dear Mr. Stravaganza, I heard you were on the lookout for questions about rocks for your podcast. Finally, my time has come to ask the burning question I have about rocks. I may sound silly asking this, but what is a rock star? Please help. I can't seem to figure it out, and nobody will explain it to me. A star rock would be a rock shaped like a star. So is a rock star a star shaped like a rock? You are my last resource, Mr. Stravaganza. Please shed light on this. Yours perplexedly, an inferior human thinking about rocks. Well, dear inferior human, I'm just going to be straight up with you. I am a rock star. It's something you just can't hide. I'm a rock star, and I'm singing all the hits of all the rocks from the past several decades. Come see me next Friday at James Buffett's Cheeseburger in Paradise Lost Divine Comedy Bar and Grill. Hit it, DJ! Giant Eye! Wanna rock and roll all night! And party every day, here I am! Rocking like a hurricane! Grab a chain squid! Here I am! Rocking like a hurricane! I wanna rock with you! Everybody, let's rock! Everybody, let's rock! Everybody in the wholesale block! Let's dance into the jailhouse rock! Like a rock! Stand in the road straight! Like a rock! Charging from the gate! Like a rock! Carrying the weight! Like a ROCK in the USA!
That's all the time we have for rocks on the Zephyr podcast. What can I say? Squid happens. Thanks to all my listeners who wrote this week. Uh, it's always great to hear from you. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you ever need to get in touch, my email is giantsquidrocks at yahoo.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at giantsquidrocks. Make toast not war. See you next time with my giant eye the size of a dinner plate. Oh, wait. Wait, this is a podcast. I'll hear you next time. Oh, wait, no. Wait, that's not how a podcast works. You'll, he- you'll hear me next time. But I'll still be watching you with my giant eye the size of a dinner plate. Don't worry. Or worry. Whatever you want, really. Fact, fact, fact.